Welcome and thank you for joining us on Birth Mother Matters in Adoption with Kelly Rourke Scary and me, Ron Rains, where we delve into the issues of adoption from every angle of the adoption triad. Do what's best for your kid and for yourself because if you can't take care of yourself, you're definitely not going to be able to take care of that kid and that's not fair. And I know that my daughter will be well taken care of with them. Don't have an abortion. Give this child a chance. All I could think about was needing to save my son. My name is Kelly Rourke-Scary. I am the executive director, president, and co-founder of Building Arizona Families Adoption Agency, the Donna K. Evans Foundation, and creator of the You Before Me campaign. I have a bachelor's degree in family studies and human development and a master's degree in education with an emphasis in school counseling. I was adopted at the age of three days, born to a teen birth mother, raised in a closed adoption, and reunited with my birth mother in 2007. I have worked in the adoption field for over 15 years. And I'm Ron Raines. I've worked in radio since 1999. I was the co-host of two successful morning shows in Prescott, Arizona. Now I work for my wife, who's an adoption attorney, and I'm able to combine these two great passions and share them on this podcast. Unfortunately, there are agencies, attorneys, and professionals in the adoption world that fraud families for monetary gain. Families are preyed upon because they're vulnerable, wanting to become parents, and they're in a position where they are dependent on another entity in order to fulfill their dreams of becoming a family. For international adoptions, the Hague was implemented for protection of the children, the birth parents, and the adoptive parents. So what exactly is the Hague? The Hague Convention on Protection of Children and Cooperation in Respect of Intercountry Adoption is an international treaty that provides important safeguards to protect the best interest of children, birth parents, and adoptive parents who are involved in intercountry adoptions. The Hague Convention was entered into in the United States on April 1, 2008, and the goals of the Hague process are to establish safeguards to ensure that intercountry adoptions take place in the best interest of the child and with respect for his or her fund fundamental rights as recognized in international law to establish a system of cooperation amongst contracting states to ensure that these safeguards are respected and thereby prevent the abduction, the sale of, or traffic in children, and to secure the recognition in contracting states of adoptions made in accordance with the convention. So with regards to the Hague, so for international adoptions, obviously you want to work with an adoption agency or an adoption attorney that is Hague accredited. Building Arizona Families is Hague accredited. And that is something that we are very proud of. Uh, I think that the fact that we hold an accreditation for uh, international adoptions just is another layer of us being audited and um, scrutinized by an independent source, which is good. I mean, you want to be transparent when you are an agency or an adoption entity or an adoption attorney. You want everybody to know what is going on in your world so that they don't have concerns. And so, like I said, it's one more protective layer for a family. So regarding domestic adoption, there are two adoption, I want to say stories, but unfortunately they're nonfiction. So these are true stories. Uh, One of them involves an Arizona, a former Arizona County assessor. And the second is uh, a woman out of the state of Michigan under the name of Always Hope Pregnancy and Education Center. We've talked about this a little before. Here's an update. A former Arizona county assessor pleaded guilty to running an adoption fraud scheme that involved bringing pregnant women from the Marshall Islands to the United States to give birth. 
Paul Peterson, 45 years old, was an adoption lawyer licensed in Utah and Arizona and an elected assessor for Maricopa County. Peterson pleaded guilty to three counts of fraudulent schemes and one count of forgery, all felonies in Arizona. He operated an international adoption scheme in Arizona, Arkansas, and Utah, recording to the latter's office of the Attorney General. In Utah, Peterson's accused of running an enterprise to transport pregnant Marshallese women to the state for adoptions. The women came from the islands in the Central Pacific and were housed in residences he allegedly owned or leased. He transported or secured transportation for more than 40 pregnant Marshallese women to Utah between August 2016 and August 2019, federal prosecutors said. According to the documents, the defendant collected proceeds from each adoption in the form of fees paid to him by adoptive parents. In Arizona, the scheme defrauded the state out of more than $814,000, according to the Office of the State Attorney General. In December, his co-defendant, Linwood Jeanette, pleaded guilty over her involvement in the adoption fraud scheme. As part of her plea agreement, Jeanette agreed to testify against Peterson. Jeanette is facing between two and four years in Arizona Department of Corrections and is expecting to have a sentencing hearing in August. A sentencing hearing for Peterson has yet to be scheduled. You know, we, we talked about this story when it first came out and so disappointing, I guess, is my first response. So disappointing. In Arizona alone, the fact that he defrauded the state out of more than Mm $814,000, heartbreaking. Not just that. It still strikes me, what a black eye to the industry and making, you know, we're trying to get everything even more above board than it's ever been in the past. More transparent. Mm -hmm. Yeah, making adoptions more open and understood and this just, you know, like knocks you back two steps because of one bad actor's actions, you know? Absolutely. And when I think long-term, you know, I'm so grateful that the adoptions themselves are not um, in jeopardy. I'm Mm -hmm. so grateful for that. But I'm so sad for the stories that these children will one day hear. I'm so sad for the adoptive families that have had this fear that something is going to happen or to jeopardize their adoption. And I'm heartbroken for the way that these birth mothers were treated. So the entire triad has all been painfully affected. You know, the children obviously are still babies and aren't aware of their story. But this is this is now part of their life story. This is part of who they are. And that's sad to me that that this has happened. I mean, they all benefit because, like you said, the adoptions did go through. And so they did benefit. But everybody suffered until recently, except for Paul Peterson. He's the only one that kind of was like going through no suffering, just getting benefit after benefit. And stealing from the state and stealing from the taxpayers and just putting these women in horrific conditions, the whole thing. And, he, you know, thankfully he did get caught and he is going to pay the price. Right. And I I do respect that he did plead guilty. But at the same time, that doesn't right his wrong. And currently he's out on bail. So he bonded out, which... I hope that this is wrapped up, you know, in the near future. And the fact that his co-defendant, Linward Jeanette, uh, also pleaded guilty over her involvement. And as part of her plea agreement, she's testifying against him. I think it will be very interesting to hear what she has to say. 
in terms of what really, you know, behind the scenes occurred. And I do too. I wonder if this is going to be televised. Wouldn't it be public record? I if don't it wasn't? Know. Uh, probably. I would like to see it though, you know, and. Right. And if not, I'm wondering if we can get a hold of the transcripts is what I'm saying. I'm but sure we could as far as that goes. Yeah. Because like I said, you and I have followed this from the, from the beginning, the onset of this. Mm-hmm. And I would love to speak with one of the families. Maybe we can find one of the families that will be willing to talk on our podcast about the impact on them and how they're feeling as well. Right. So they haven't done the sentencing. I guess there's a sentencing hearing in August, um, but that has not been scheduled yet. So for Peterson has not been scheduled yet. Okay. Right. As we learn more, hopefully as a, as a community, we can, we can bond together and, Again, I think the key when you're talking about fraudulent activity and scheming and and all of this corruption is really the opposite, which is transparency and and letting everybody see what's really going on. And that's what we need to collectively do in the adoption community and bond together to make sure nothing like this ever happens again. The second uh, case that we're talking about, uh, Tara Lynn Lee's adoption scam. Tara Lynn Lee operated in Michigan under the name Always Hope Pregnancy and Education Center. The state of Michigan never issued a license to Lee on her corporate entities to facilitate adoptions. Supposedly, Lee repeatedly paired birth mothers with adopted parents from 2014 to 2018. She represented herself to adoptive parents as a licensed social worker with a legitimate adoption agency. Lee herself admitted on several occasions she matched more than one set of adoptive parents to the same birth mother and also matched adoptive parents with birth mothers that did not exist, were not even pregnant, or had decided not to place their child into adoption. Lee requested and received payment from prospective adoptive parents for these fraudulent matches. The indictment also states that Lee pocketed over $200,000 from fraudulent matches in 2018 alone. And I, I just find this horrific again. parents with refunders that didn't exist. Oh. Millions of dollars. The, the 200000 was just in 2018. I mean, we're talking big money. Right. This, I would say, is another example of every adoptive parent's worst nightmare. Because when you're an adoptive parent, you have to put your faith and your trust in the entity that you're working with. And when you hear a story about somebody like Tara Lynn Lee, it's crushing because it makes you think, okay, you know, we, we will often get situations where a family who has a birth mother who has changed her mind say, you know, was she even pregnant? And, and that's when we pull her medical records, you know, and redact them. And, and, and they see them along the ways anyway. But like I said, you always... When you're working with an agency or an adoption attorney, I think it's important to to go and visit. Like we we tell our, our families, come visit us, come come and meet the birth mom, you know, as you're going through the process. Because in the event that that this is not a successful adoption, you will be able to look back and know one that we're actually an agency and you will have seen our facility. And two, you will have met the birth mother and you will, you know, maybe attend a doctor's appointment with her and you will have that reassurance to know that this is legitimate and you won't have to worry about the concerns that were substantiated, you know, regarding Tara Lindley. And the other thing is, is that I think when you see somebody face to face and you look in their eyes and you're talking to them, I think that gives you a very different, like relaxing feeling than just always speaking to somebody on the phone or through email, 
you know, seeing somebody face to face is very different. So definitely I encourage families. Now, what she did is nothing short of despicable is actually the, the word that comes to mind. I uh, kind of have no words on this. Ron would, would, you know, these two cases, it, it just hurts. It hurts your heart to know that there's people, I mean, because adoption is such a beautiful thing and there's always bad people who are going to do bad things, no matter what industry it is, you know, whether it's the police or whether it's adoption or whether it's a politician. But uh, the black eye, again, in these two cases, it just hurts because we're out here, you know, building Arizona families and Lisa and her uh, law firm. We're out here doing this because we do have a passion for it. And we have a passion for helping the birth mothers as well as the adoptive families and the children. We And so when somebody does this, it just makes you so angry, you know? It makes you wonder how people get to that place in their life where they're like, well, because they have to know, obviously, that this is wrong. But to go, yeah, but I'm going to get a paycheck for it. I'm with you. I have no words. Yeah. Just frustration and anger, and that's all. Yeah. I mean, at least, not to defend Paul Peterson, but at least he was providing actual babies that existed with families, you know? I mean, this was just a... There was an end result for the families, correct. Unfortunately, people suffered because of his choices. Absolutely, they did. Yeah. But I, 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 I see what you're saying. But, you know, the fact that she was matching multiple people, I mean, this just, like, the hair is raising up on my arms, mm-hmm. you know? I, I There are no words. Um, so... I would recommend when you decide that adoption is the path and the journey that you and your family are going to take, learn about the adoption entity's legal business name, along with any AKAs, their physical address, physical phone number, their license, who they're licensed through, make sure that their license is current and valid, you know, check and see if it's ever been suspended, see who else they're associated with and accredited through. Obviously, if you're doing an international adoption, they need to be Hague accredited. Again, an advantage for a domestic program where an agency also has a Hague accreditation license, you know that that agency has been scrutinized by another entity as well. So it's not just a state license, it's it's at a federal level as well. You want to check and see if there's any lodged complaints, the outcomes of those complaints, see if they're rated with the Better Business Bureau. Again, if they are uh, licensed to the state, what that looks like, I know that in Arizona, we are one state where our licensing entity comes out annually. And we not only have to have an audit done through our accountant that we have to supply to the state, but we also have to have an independent auditor audit the account. So we're double audited. That is just a requirement of the state for any adoption agency. You want to read and understand the contract that you're signing. Ask questions. Don't rush through it. There's a reason that at the bottom of every page, you should be initialing it because one, that's a protective barrier for you to know that that pages haven't been taken in or out, one. And two, that you're reading each page. Don't skim it. You know, I know sometimes when we look at a really thick contract, it's, it's much easier just to glance down it and look for where you sign. Read what you're signing. 
look for transparency, ask those questions, check references of families who've used uh, adoption services, get recommendations, you know, go on, on Yelp and Google and look at the reviews. Be aware of, of current adoption scams. You know, when, when adoption scams make the news, look into them and read about them and choose somebody who is experienced. You do want someone where adoption is turning the wheel. In other words, you don't want somebody where it is, you know, you're part of a pilot program and expect a smooth ride. You, you know, if you want that smooth ride and you, and you want that experience, then go with somebody that, that is tried and true. If you find out that you have been scammed, then you want to speak with a specialist, uh, look at maybe contacting an attorney, contacting the police department, filing a report, maybe contact the attorney general's office. And obviously, you want to also contact the licensing entity of the adoption person, personnel, attorney, agency that you are concerned about. There is recourse. My dad used to say, you know, you can't get blood from a turnip. So if you are, I know that there was an agency uh, down in Tucson many years ago that was doing international adoptions and they um, were doing some fraudulent activity and a lot of families lost a lot of money. And that was really sad because, you know, sometimes families have vested everything into an entity to try to become parents. And when they lose that, they're losing not only money and the time, emotion and energy, but they're losing their dream at that moment. And they may or may not get to a place where they can achieve it again or have the opportunity to achieve it again. And so there's no words uh, to say to somebody that has been scammed other than as a professional in the adoption community, I'm sorry that happened to you. You're not alone. Unfortunately, there's other people that have been in the same boat as you and know that from an ethical and above board agency, we're doing everything we can do to uh, make adoptions better for everyone. Thank you for joining us on Birth Mother Matters in Adoption. If you're listening and you're dealing with an unplanned pregnancy and want more information about adoption, Building Arizona Families is a local Arizona adoption agency and available 24-7 by phone or text at 623-695-4112. That's 623-695-4112. We can make an immediate appointment with you to get started on creating an Arizona adoption plan or just get you more information. You can also find out more information about Building Arizona families on their website at azpregnancyhelp.com. Thanks also go out to Grapes for allowing us to use their song, I Don't Know, as our theme song. Birth Mother Matters in Adoption was written and produced by Kelly Rourke Scary and edited by me. Please rate and review this podcast wherever you're listening to us. We'd really appreciate it. We also now have a website at birthmothermatterspodcast.com. Tune in next time on Birth Mother Matters in Adoption. For Kelly Rourke Scary, I'm Ron Raines.